of fake political announcement. I'm State Senator Bo Plath, and I approve this message. Preceding message was uh, paid for by the Bo Plath for State Senate Committee. Paul, that I I didn't I didn't approve that. Huh? I did not approve that message. Well, I thought you did. Well, I didn't, and you know it. Now play the one I approved. Okay. I'm Bo Plath, and I approved that message. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and It seems like usually I start these podcasts out with a, a salute to someone who has passed away. Usually a yes. musician, uh, and usually a rock and roll musician. But this is this one's different. This is a lament about the passing of a tremendously gifted woman named Jessie Norman, who is an opera singer, just tremendous. She died uh, recently at the age of 74. She had a voice. They say that in her prime could fill any room or arena with a glorious sound capable of taking over your entire psyche. Mm. Uh, A presence that could hypnotize an entire audience. That's saying something. Yeah, I hadn't heard of her um, until, I I don't go to the opera, but I hadn't heard of her until they mentioned her death on one of the morning news programs and then had an audio clip of her singing. And oh my God goodness if you haven't youtubed her go check her out she's a grammy winning opera singer not surprising but uh, apparently just just a legend that those in the in in the in the opera circles know well i just had never heard of her yeah well uh, if you were more like me uh, you would be well familiar with the opera scene oh Uh, and uh, i uh, of course am uh, i go to many operas yeah. I didn't realize this about yeah. you. I didn't know you were so highbrow. Yes, I have uh, attended the, the grand old opera. What's going on with your way? You're, why are you ta- talking that way? Which why why? You were you were getting all you sounded like a you had like this highfalutin sort of mid Atlantic. No, no, I'm just act saying act I uh, going on. <laughs> I'm just saying, dear, that I, uh, <laughs> you know, that I rather favor the arts. And I was just saying to Lovey the just, other day that I just was, feel like I don't know you anymore. Here, here's how operatic I am. I okay. go to see the Bolshoi. Well, it was not an opera; it was the Bolshoi Ballet. They were in Seattle for some reason years I ago. I like the ballet, but yeah. it actually happened concurrent with uh, the Mariners uh, on the precipice of getting a playoff berth. 
And so I snuck my little portable radio in, and I'm listening in headphones, you know, little earbuds, to the Mariners game while the Bolshoi is performing at at the uh, Seattle Opera House. Okay. Yeah. So that's about how highbrow I am. But I've been to a few okay. operas, and and they are uh, something when you're when you see them in person. This isn't a very good comparison, but to me, it's the difference between seeing. <coughs> excuse me, I just started cigars up again. Yeah, it's the difference between seeing an ice hockey game on TV and seeing one in person. I couldn't care less about ice hockey in, yeah. until I went to one in person. It yeah. is really cool. It's exciting. And, yeah, and it's you you bring up an interesting point. What what is it that gets lost in the transmission of something? Fireworks are the same way. You know, these stupid shows or channels that say, "Well, King, uh, King 5 fireworks, don't miss the King 5 fireworks yeah, on that's tonight." Just lame. And it's like, "Yay, fireworks." And you turn <laughs> on the TV and it's like, "What?" Yeah. It's, uh, no, I agree. It is so yeah. lame watching yeah. fireworks on TV. It's like, uh, I don't know. Fishing. Yeah. People watch fishing shows on the TV. It's like, what? I Why know. is boring? There used to but... be a fishing show that I would tune into once in a while. Not that I was a fisherman, but I was amused by the guy. His first name was Red. I can even remember that much. Let's They're say all name... named. All those old fishermen are named Red. Yeah, maybe that's it. But he'd be out there, they're out in a boat, and it, it, every time he'd pull in a fish, and it could be a minnow, he'd be, he'd just be, he'd be efforting so much. It would be, like, oh, 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 boy, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. Oh. That's awesome. And then, he'd, and then he'd pull in a, like a boot or something. Yeah. But he was always almost, breathing hard. This one and, almost got away. It almost got away. He's always breathing That's hard so and working, funny. working, working. That's yeah. why I watch those shows, because I love that part of it. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Okay. Like he's pulling in a marlin for God's sake. Not often you get a situation in the world where you catch lake trout in rivers, but this is one of them. Yep. Nice laker. There we go. Got him. Cool. We gone fishing instead of just a wishing. Well, here's the thing about opera, too, is I've never been to one, but I feel like I'm too stupid to go to the opera because... I mean, it's a story, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And it, but it's all in another language. How on earth am I ever going to follow that? Yeah. Well, you you probably want to bone up a little bit before you, you show up story. at the opera so you know the story a little bit. But you're right. It is a different like language. Like Madame Butterfly, I kind of I kind of get the gist of what's happened in that sad little scenario. Are they all sad? Or are there any happy operas? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, wanna, I, I think I'm there's... bummed out enough as it is without going to the opera and really getting depressed. Uh, and I like going to uh, operas about people that are professional people, you know? What like do you the, mean? the Barber of Seville, for example. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
guess I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah let's think about that. I'm so glad I have you as my friend because you know about all this oh, yeah. stuff. You're, oh, you're yeah. You're so smart about the arts and all this uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't brag about it, and I don't I don't put on airs about it, lovey. No, you certainly don't. No, certainly not. That's for sure. Anyway, Jesse Norman, uh, an astounding yeah. talent, and it, it this is it sounds odd, but when a when a great soaring talent like that is is dies, what happens to their voice? I mean, I mean, I guess it's just gone. It's just gone. What if you could come back to life? What are you talking life? about? I don't what know. Are I'm, you I'm talking just, about? I'm just shooting off my mouth here. But I'm always, I always wonder, like, what if a, what if a, a great talent or a great politician or a world leader or a great scientist could come back to life again somehow? Would they pursue the same profession? Would they do? Would could they? Re, could their voice continue on? I'm just I'm out of my mind. I don't know what I'm oh talking about. Oh my God! But you I think are. About that stuff. Have you been taking the pot again? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> does sound like a pot mar- thought, doesn't it? Mar- yeah, it does exactly. I hey, just but, can't but, accept but, the but, idea but, that somebody is gone and no, they're stilled and and that's it forever. You'll never but, get to hear but their laugh. We've or, got we've got rec- they're her recordings. I mean, yeah. that's the whole legacy lives Thank on in that sort that. of thing. So some of the but great. I, t- I my theory has always been that the greatest singer. Whoever lived was some guy that lived in the second century, and he never got recorded. Nobody knew his name. Oh, he just and he yeah. never even performed on a stage. He was just out working in a field, picking beans, yeah. singing, and in in a, a talent unrecognized. Yeah, that's my thought. All the little woodland creatures would gather around and listen to him yeah. sing, and yeah. yeah. And they would all tear up. Hey, but speaking of voices, this, I don't know if you saw this article, um, but it oh, just, yeah, I, I saw it. I did, <laughs> I didn't even need was to read it an the article ar- of clothing. I saw it. No, but I didn't even need to read the content to just be like, yes, this is such an awesome idea. So this, this article came out. So we're in October now. This came out last month in September. Um, uh, but Amazon Echo users can, uh, can soon replace their Alexa with Samuel L. Jackson's voice. It's oh, just, that's cool. It's just the best ever. So I actually downloaded the new uh, Samuel Samuel L. Jackson voice app for Alexa. Dude, this thing is crazy. But I love it. Check it out. Hey, mother I need some mother eggs, um, some mother bread, and I need some... Um, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, mother. Say what one more goddamn time? Uh, 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 uh milk. I need milk. Go on. I, I need. I need some mother milk. That's all you had to say. Now this is a paid. I'm gonna it's do like, it. It's like premium content, so <laughs> it'll cost you ninety nine cents. Okay, I'm not um, doing it. No, listen, it comes in two versions, explicit and non-explicit. Ooh, who would order ooh. the non-explicit? Who would order the non-explicit? If you're going to have Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> yes. replacing Alexa, who would go, well, I think it's better if we just have the non-explicit one. In the- no, you got to go for the gold and get Why the Why can't we get the one. regular Alexa explicit? That's yeah. what I would go for. Pat Cashman is an American comedian in television and radio mother. You know, maybe that wouldn't be a good idea. 
Ask me to give you more definitions for stupid. No, that's okay. So he's going to be, this is the first celebrity whose voice will be available on the, on the Amazon Alexa Echo thingies. And this is, um, this is a, a text-to-speech technology. This is a technology that mimics celebrity voices. So he's, of course, given his blessing, and he's probably going to be raking in royalties on this uh, as well. But you can ask him, uh, tell, you can, can the, uh, Jackson can tell you jokes. He can let you know if it's raining. He can set timers and alarms. He can play music, all with a, his own little personality. And it'll, like I said, cost 99 cents. Um, and apparently there's going to be more celebrities coming next year for that 99 cent upgrade, That's which great. I think is, is a really, great. I know it's a really, really smart that they're doing this. So they're going to add other people next year. I can't wait to, who would you like to have if you could have any celebrity hmm. voice talking to you all day long? I don't know. Um, I would like Phyllis Diller. I think they need to put Phyllis Diller on there. I know she's not alive anymore, but, uh, um, or Joan maybe. Rivers. May no, I hate her voice. But maybe May West would be a good voice to have on there. Hmm. Um, uh, you're going real old school on those. Well, days. I just I'm trying to think of interesting voices. Anthony. I mean, Hopkins. the obvious the obvious one would be Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, Anthony Hopkins would be another good one. I can I could uh, listen to all day long. And James Earl Jones is a no brainer right there. Right, yeah. they got to have yeah. that. Maybe. Maybe overdone a bit. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Uh, I, uh, I always wondered uh, that when he was still around that they should have taken somebody like Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Paid him, put him in an audio booth, mm-hmm. and have him read the entire uh, Webster's Dictionary aloud, <laughs> starting with A and the last Z word. Oh my God! And then, and then you could assemble him, uh, for, you know, forever after that. You could yeah. put sentences together. You could change the pitch and oh, I see what you're mark. saying. Yeah. So you, so you'd always have Orson Welles available to do modern advertising. Action, please. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson. But of course, now with technology, now you don't even need to do that. Like you said, they can. They can do a voice mm-hmm. simulator that mm-hmm. will sound like that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orson Welles would—I would love him on my Alexa. Mm, there you go. I did a lot That's of. A good um, one. I did a lot of uh, video games. I was very fortunate to get to do this stuff. Yeah. And I and I and believe me, I don't even listen to them. I don't know. I don't know anything about video games. I know. I remember I, buying one. This was probably fifteen years ago, that I bought. Just because I wanted to play it, and your voice was on there, and I called her. I said, "Can I ever get away from you? You just ever, can I ever get away from you? No, I know it's weird. You isn't were it? a you were on a it was a gambling it was a poker one. Yeah, I think it was a Hoyle's card Hoyle's game. card games. That's right. But, I, but at at the time, I did I was the announcer on a game called Super Smash Brothers Brawl. It's a Nintendo game. One. Battle! 
Break the targets. The champion is Captain Falcon, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, Falco, Fox, Ganondorf, Ike, Kirby, Link, Lucario, Lucas, Luigi. Became and is is still Sounds in terms gentle. of total sales the most popular video game in the world. Really? And I was on it, and I got and I just got paid a pittance. Yeah. If I was smart. I would have got you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get some royalties, royalties on this thing. Yeah, that's the that's but, the uh, ticket and system. So I get these. I would get these uh, requests from kids. I I got on the internet the other day and looked up Super Smash Brothers Brawl to see. If I'm mentioned on there, and way down the way, yep, there I am. My voice, I'm credited as the voice of the announcer. Nice. I'm not one of the characters. Right. But I'm the announcer that explains what's going on. Right. Uh, you know, tells who won, who lost. And so I would get these requests from young gamers all the time, uh, usually by email or text. Hey, would you do, would you do one voice thing that says, hey, Jason, you rock. <laughs> I'm Jason. You know. So for a while, I I did those, and I'd send them these little MP3s, and then I'd start getting so many of them, because Jason would tell his friend Larry. Oh, right. And so then I had to put a halt to it. I said, yeah. you know what? I can't do these anymore, because it's Nintendo's property. Right. And I it, it would be improper. for it. it was lame excuse, but at least it stopped it. Yeah. But um, when I would do video games, this was, you know, some years ago, you'd go into an audio booth, like if it was the card game, for example, mm-hmm. you'd have to say Ace of Hearts, Two of Hearts, Three of Hearts, and they'd want you to do mm-hmm. like you know three versions of each. Yeah, you had to do and, all these and, static recordings because you had to yeah. you had to do everything that the character how they would react in every situation. Yeah. So it's it was yeah. it's I I did one too and it's a very odd way of recording cuz it's not a story from me be, from beginning to end. <laughs> you're kind of Yeah, you're just doing lines. Yeah, it's really It's crazy. And, it's, and it it sounds like complaining about nothing, but it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I did one for a one video game where I am a parrot that is a pirate. So I got a little eye patch. They show me the cartoon of uh, uh, image and so I had to do a pirate voice all the time. Aibibako, prepare to come about. Yeah. And you got to do that for hours. Right. And you're just absolutely got a sore throat. Yeah. And you're, it's, it's kind of miserable. I mean, you know, it's, it's a gig, but gee whiz, it's hard work. And so the idea that Samuel, so when you first told me about Samuel Jackson, I think they're not going to get him in yeah. to an audio booth to record every permutation of Alexa. But of course, that's not the way it works anymore. Those were the olden days I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you remember that strike, uh, video game voice actors, uh, what is it now, 2019? So this was a few years ago that they actually went on strike. The SAG-AFTRA a union video game voiceover talents went on strike because they said, you know what, uh, we need better conditions for working on these games, which is exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot of screaming and there's a lot of um, yelling and, and all sorts of ways you really wreck your voice when you're doing a video game that you don't do when you're just recording a car commercial or recording an, a right. narration. Right. Video game voice yeah. actors really uh, have a lot of a different type of job and so they finally went on strike for like a year or something and were able to then get some um payments bonus 
payments for recording sessions where they had to really um, kill their vocal cords, like you're saying. So it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's brutally it's, it's it is kind of brutally yeah. tough. But of course, that's so old school now. Yeah. And I think part of what you're talking about is when uh, actors and voice actors uh, they wanted to get paid better, right? But this technology moves so quickly. Uh, you know, if you were going to do a radio commercial, they knew what the uh, the the minimum mm-hmm. was. If you're in the union, after you know what the minimum mm-hmm. was when you went in to do the recording. Right. But but as this other technology advanced, internet uh, usage and yeah, uh, that was you know, part of it too. Videos that were not going to be on yep. TV, but they were going to be on the net. Nobody, nobody, they the the technology moved way out faster than anybody sat down and negotiated prices right. and. So, so it pretty much made it up to the actor to you yeah. know, negotiate their own deal, yeah, which, is, which was never usually a very good deal. And it's really dumb because the union's supposed to be doing that. They, they're the ones that set the rates and all that. So They yeah. couldn't keep yeah. up. Inter- yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited about Samuel L. Jackson. I will be spending 99 cents to upgrade my Alexa to get the... And get the Of course. Right? Absolutely. Why not? Hey, um, kind of, uh, this isn't really the, the same topic, but um, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you and I watch some of these, I tape all these late night talk shows, and then whether or not I watch them back depends on who the guest is. Oh. And I'm an old, I'm an old school guy, so I, I'm not going to watch, you know, the, the a lot of these new rappers and names I've never yeah. heard of, of celebrities, but... If it's somebody that I'm familiar with, comfortable with, and I know they always are a good guest, I'm going to watch. And they'd be people like Martin Short, um, Amy mm-hmm. Schumer, uh, uh, you know, Whitney Cummings, uh, uh, I mean, I'm... Steve mm-hmm. Martin, Steve Martin yeah. for sure, uh, and people like Dana Carvey. I'll watch those guys because I know they're going to be funny. They're going to be good. They're going to be interesting mm-hmm. every time. But I was thinking about this the other day. The you know, we, we see these people in their various movies and occasional TV shows, but the people that we see the most on TV especially are not those people. They are the people in commercials. What are you talking about? Uh, and that's and those are the people I would want to see on talk shows. Like like I would like love to flow. see the woman who plays. Uh, oh, flow. I can't exactly. believe I I'd read your mind. Her. You're yeah, that actress. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see the State Farm Mayhem guy. Yes, uh, he's at. He's come awesome. On a talk show. Or the Travago guy. You know, I'd like to see these kinds of people on talk shows, and maybe they their contracts won't allow them. Don't you to think go it's unfortunate shows. that the Travago guy looks like Jeffrey Epstein? I was watching that commercial the other day, that and I went, "Oh man!" Yeah, both for him and he's for probably the like, "Man, yeah. what of all the people I was going to end up looking like?" But the mayhem guy, you know that actor. He, it's funny because you'll if you Google some of these guys, you can see what they've been in. Because I thought he looks so the mayhem guy looks so familiar. He was in a couple of episodes of Sex in the City. Decades oh. he played. Um, he played one of the guys Carrie dated briefly, or somebody dated him, and he turned out to be a real jackass. So it was a hilarious piece for him to do. But yeah, these these actors, 
How about the guys in the uh, Sonics commercial? Oh, I know. Okay. Those two guys are hilarious. And if half of your brain wants something sweet, you can get Cinesnacks treats. If the other half wants something savory, you can get a breakfast burrito. Right. Well, that's cool for you, you yeah. know, if your brain has two sides. But all brains have two sides. Mm -mm. Mine doesn't. Every brain has two sides? No. No, my doctor says I only have one side. You know what? I wish that your brain was smart enough to understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about your brain. Hmm. I lost you after I wish. And that one guy, I did. He? I think I've seen, he was like a semi-regular on Veep or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I can look that up. One of those look shows. Look that up, Sonics. Yeah. yeah, but so those are the guys I'd like to see on the talk shows because you're so familiar yeah. with them, but you don't you don't know anything yeah. about them. I would love to. So these that, are Im what two like improv see. comedians. One, uh, T.J. Jag Jagadowski, and then Peter Gross uh, are the play the two quirky sonic guys and they've been playing these guys huh. believe it or not since night since 2002 oh, yeah that's really? what it says here god it's been almost uh, 20 years the, the, uh, and, and flow's been around forever yeah. welcome to progressive.com did you find your policy okay i did saved over 350 dollars we have a savings of 350 dollars a savings of 350 dollars you know, that comes with concierge claim service, local response claim service, and 24-7 live support, all at no extra charge. Wow. Wow, I know. I say it louder. Have a great day. Lots of extra features that don't cost you extra. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. And I think the woman who plays Flo, they've kind of indulged yeah. her. Uh, in the last few years, letting her play other characters like yeah, exactly. But stuff. I do yeah. like the guy in the in the in those commercials, the progressive commercials that uh, that that they are featuring now a lot. That in in spots that Flo isn't even in, and you know. You know, right. the one where he gets all, you know, attitude in the classroom and the guy's like, you aren't even in this class. He goes, I know I was in the ceramics class. Do you know where it is? And that's your basic three-point term? If you say so. I'm sorry? What Pete sure isn't telling you is that Snapshot rewards safe drivers with discounts on car insurance. What? Or maybe he didn't know. I'm done with this class. You're not even enrolled in this class. I know, I'm supposed to be in ceramics. Room Do you know? 308. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. I just, he's, he's very funny. He's very, very funny. But you were right. Yeah. This I'd like guy. To know, I'd like to know knew, uh, who the Jack in the, bo Jack in the Box voice oh, guy is. Oh, I know that. Where is stuff, that? I know that Stuff guy. like that. But yeah, I see, I, well, I see what that? you're saying. You want to see them interviewed. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see these people. I want to know who they are, how they... Uh, what their you were right. That one Sonics guy, uh, Peter Groats, G R O S Z, has appeared on Curb Your Enthusiasm and Veep. So you had it. You you had it oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's where I've seen right. him. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Anyway, that was just an aside. But that if I that's who I you like should. To why don't but you? If they put their name on, because I just read the synopsis to decide if I'm going to watch the show. If they just put Peter Gross up there, I don't know who he yeah, is. It would I have to say the, the Sonics guy. Yeah. The quirky Sonic guy. Yeah, the Sonic quirky guy. Sonic guy. Exactly. Hey, speaking of TV shows, um, are, do you want, have you are you familiar with the show The Masked Singer? I'm familiar. I've seen commercials, and every time I see a commercial, I think that is the stupidest premise I've ever heard of for yeah. a show. And apparently, now, it's guess, back for I, a second I, season, so the premise can't be too stupid. I don't get it. What's it about? It's somebody. I, I don't watch it either, but I, I did tune in a time or two because 
uh, our friend uh, and former intern on a radio show, Joel McHale, was a panelist on this thing. But And so I thought, oh, I better I'll check it out and see what it is. Our Dr. Ken has brought along a patient with him. Give it up for the hilarious Joel McHale. Good to see all of you. Joel, thanks for being here. Are you ready for, like, some craziness? Yes. Oh, no, I don't know what would be crazy about this show. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, though. I guarantee Yeah, I feel like I'm already on drugs. <laughs> but uh, the, the idea of it is that the, they bring these... these celebrities. Uh, celebrities yeah. on, but they're wearing masks, so you yeah, don't know what it is. Yeah, they're in a furry suit. And they use... This new technology, harmonics or whatever oh. they call it, so they can you, you can alter oh. their voice, so you can't make you can make a lousy singer sound better than they really oh. do, and and so the panel is sitting there trying to guess who is this masked singer, okay. this, this okay. person. Okay, I get that. So, so what if they get it right? Okay. What happens? And if they get it wrong, what happens? Is that it? I don't I don't even re- I That's don't even know. So but stupid. but finally, the singer is yeah. unmasked. The mask comes off, and they go, "Oh my God! Yeah. Look who it is!" Yeah. And so my my thought was, what if they have somebody that is unmasked and nobody knows who it is? I like that. They, they, the producers think this is going to blow their minds when they see who this is, and then the, none of the panelists know who it is. Yeah. Huh? State, who? State who your, are you? State your what? name, please. The old TV show, D, the Dean Martin show. I read about that, and I've seen some of these old ones because you can get them now on these, you yeah, know, you know, these silly offers on television. Get the best of yeah. the Dean Martin show. Well, one of the things they used to do on the Dean Mar- Dean Martin show. Well, first of all, let me back up. Dean Martin was approached about doing a TV show, and he had conditions. He said, "I don't want to do TV. I don't want to <laughs> do TV. I'm not interested." Okay. He said, "Dean, what are your what are your conditions?" He said. Okay, first of all, you got to pay me a lot of money. Done. And second of all, I'm never going to rehearse. I'm going to show up and do the show. Okay, done. And then third thing was that as soon as the show was over, he didn't sit around. He couldn't talk to people. You know, glad hands, folks. He was in his car and down the road. And they so they agreed to all of those conditions. So one of the things they did every show was there would be a knock at this door on the, on the set, and Dean would open the door, and there would be a surprise celebrity behind the door. Hey! It could be Orson Welles. It could be uh, Frank Sinatra or whoever. But I always, even as I watched that show, I can remember watching it back when I was mm-hmm. a younger man. I always thought, what if they open the door and Dean, because Dean, you know, he always seemed a little inebriated <laughs> anyway. What if he had no idea who that was <laughs> behind yeah. the door? I thought, man, I, that's something I would like to see. I don't know. Who the hell are you, baby? This is a well-played clip that you reminded me of as you were talking about this, of Soupy Sales. And it's very grainy and very difficult to see because it's from, back from the 1950s or 60s when it, the, the Soupy Sales show is in black and white. Soupy Sales, of course, was a um, a kid's... Uh, you know, ju- juvenile in- entertainer. And so he apparently had opened the door 
uh, same sort of deal. Open the door. Somebody was knocking on the door on the set. He opens the door and they the 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 crew pranked him with a naked woman standing there, which is. Which the audience doesn't see, of course. Because it's just the way it's shot. But it's a great clip to go back and look at his reaction and his face and the crew. And yeah, pretty funny. Pretty funny. Starring Zuby Sales. Bicycle twist. (laughs) And uh, you do that, I love you, give me a kiss. Be I remember the uh, J.P. Patches show, which was a really a local version of Soupy yeah. Sales in some ways, except except better, yeah. in my opinion. But they they would do that same thing. There would be somebody at the door, and you'd see the door, and you'd see J.P. looking at the person. Sometimes a giant hand would come out or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but they they would they would also prank J.P. once yeah. in a while that way. They're, they they might have done a nude person like that. Or they had a guy giving him a BA or, you know, whatever, a girl in a bikini. But he had to ad-lib what it really was, uh, what what he had to tell. Because yeah. it's a kid's show. You can't tell. Because, hey, kids, there's a naked guy yeah. standing here. Right. You can't say yeah. that. So, yeah. so he'd, he'd have to make something up and require him to ad-lib something. At, while at the same time trying to hold in uh, his reaction to what it, whatever so, it was. Um, that that makes me just long I for know. the old days of live I television. Know. Truly I live was, TV. Um, I'm too old for Sesame Street to have been my jam because that came a little bit later. I think I was probably a preteen when Sesame Street came out. But I was traumatized by Romper Room and Miss Marianne. And I don't know if Romper Room was a national show or not. I, I feel like, okay, yeah, I was. feel like it was. But but Romper Room was a national franchise. Right, and it had different Miss Marianne's. But it would be done, yeah, but it would, diff- exactly, it would be done so locally. But Miss Marianne would same. pick up that stupid mirror of hers that had no back to it. And she'd stick her face in it and say, oh, who do I see in the magic mirror today? I see Lucy and I see Bobby and I see Mary and I see Jimmy. And she would and I for 10 solid years, I sat and she never said, I see Lisa ever. I waited and waited and waited and waited for my name to be called and it never got called. So I basically... Because your mom never said your I name base, So I basically felt like an outsider. And I'm looking forward now to seeing all of you in my magic mirror. Romper Bomber, Stomper Boo, tell me, tell me, tell me do. Magic mirror, tell me today. Did all my friends have fun at play? They certainly did. Oh, you all had fun today. I see Ralph and Candy and Bill and there's Jill. Jill's having a special day today. And there's Jim and Bob and... Lisa, I couldn't forget about her. Oh, I had a great day and I'll see you all again 
The other show I watched. J- JP, JP had a similar thing called the ICU oh, TV. Oh, okay. And, and he'd look at the TV and he said, oh, yeah. there's Larry. <laughs> it's there's... very traumatizing to kids who wait and wait and there's wait. Mary. And they, she never said my name. Bobby, take your hand out of your pants. So, and then Captain uh, Kangaroo was the other one, um, which is. Yeah, love that. Love, I love, love that show. It's just such a sweet show. And then um, I was actually on the Diver Dan show. <laughs> Diver Dan. Diver Dan. Don't say it like that. God, you're well, listening to Diver the disdain Dan? just dripping off of you. Diver Dan. Diver, Diver Dan was Dan? on Channel 2, San Francisco, Channel 2, Diver Dan show. And it was a local show. This is exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't national. It was a local show. The Diver Dan show. The ocean floor is unknown to man, except to our hero, the brave diver Dan. He's searching the depths of the seven seas. Now you may share in these strange mysteries. Captain! Captain! What's the matter, Dan? When you shut off the radio or whatever it is that's coming through on the intercom, it's very distracting. What radio? We don't have a radio on. And what are all those voices? What voices? It's quiet up here. All I hear on the intercom is your voice. Oh, boy, that was great. What's going on here? I, I know I hear voices. <laughs> and that's someone singing. But at the bottom of the sea? Maybe I've been diving too long. Only thing I remember was being at the show with a bunch of kids. And I think our grade, like fifth grade or sixth grade, got to go. And they took a picture and we were all sitting there. And I'm in a dress. And do you want to guess what? <laughs> I'm sitting on the floor. And you want to guess what the picture captured? My underpants. There's Lisa on the floor oh, at the Diver Dan show with her legs in a dress. My mother was horrified. Yeah, Perfect. she's like, of all the pictures, <laughs> Jesus, of all the pictures, you couldn't just put your no. So there you go. I was on the Diver Dan show. I I heard J- JP uh, Patches and uh, and uh, some of the other kids show hosts uh, yeah. of the time. Uh, this would be a common denominator of all these shows. There would always be at least one time when a kid would would pee himself. <laughs> In the audience, or throw up. Of course, they just of course. Because the kids are scared and they're nervous. Oh my God, I'm in the actual show and I'm meeting the real guy that I watch on yeah. TV. Or you know, kids are always wetting themselves <laughs> anyway. I gotta go to the exactly. bathroom. Well, you can't go because there's no bathroom here. We're yeah. on live TV. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, great stuff. I know. Great and memories. There... Uh, there was a show on in Seattle also called Captain Puget. Oh. It was another kid show. That. It was not one of the more favored kid show hosts. I mean, if you're a kid, you're watching Zero Dacus, Mucho Krakas. Uh But but Captain Puget was another kid show. And Captain Puget was, he, he, they had kind of a nautical theme to it mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But there's not any existing video, to my knowledge, of Captain Puget except for one clip. And it, you can find it on YouTube. And it could not be more boring. <laughs> I'm thinking, if this was a typical Captain yeah. Puget episode, this no wonder no kids. So watched I'm, 
it was just stultifyingly dull. Sail ho! I look out, and what ship she be? A schooner, sir, the Windward Four. Aye, and that would be Captain Puget, loaded to the gunnels with a cargo of adventures, songs, and cartoons for his young mates. Look lively now, mateys, and stand by to board the Windward Four for more yarns and adventure with Captain Puget. But I, uh, the, it couldn't have always been like that, or it would, wouldn't. So I'm have looking at the here. Diver Dan show, the history of this. This apparently it's now coming back to me. This was, yeah, it started. It, there were two uh, human live action people, like so the the diver and the mermaid, and then a whole cast of fish puppets and one of the puppets was in a shut up and one of the puppets was in an aquarium and it smoked a cigarette that is the that is the children's show that debuted in 1960 called diver dan the diver diver dan even as a kid you're wondering how's he keeping that thing lit crazy and then as i'm looking this oh and oh and that's sending a good message right? to kids. Hey, kids, you yeah, should smoke, Yeah, I wonder too. if I can go back and look at rent, and rent any of these Diver Dan. Um, I'd like to see that. But then also, remember the Banana Splits? The Banana Splits Adventure Hour? Yeah. I loved the Banana yeah, just... Splits Adventure Hour. They just had a new Banana Splits movie oh, come out. Oh, they did, but it wasn't. Didn't they? But the Banana Splits didn't. And it was terrible. I've, it I've read reviews of it. It didn't last long, though. The Banana Splits, uh, it felt like they were around for a while. But the, according to this, uh, I am. they only lasted 30 episodes. So that's not, not too long. Oh. And, and another one that uh, is popping up on... Uh, nostalgia TV is oh. Land of the Lost. Yeah, and the opening one? credits were so lame. It was clearly just some. Uh, if you watch that, uh, their their raft going down the water. It's just so the whole thing's oh, so I know. fake. It's so weak. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. Loved, Which of course I is the Land appeal of, the Lost. of it today. I would definitely that was appointment TV for me when I was a kid. Marshall, Will, and Holly are the routine expedition met the greatest earthquake ever These were people trying to interact with uh, dinosaurs and stuff. And but the slee stacks. The chroma key the was lousy and it just didn't look real. Remember the stacks? Those little alien, crazy aliens on. Yeah. That. Yes. And I think yeah. um, uh, Will Ferrell did the remake of the movie Land of the Lost, which, yeah, yeah, which That's was right, actually pretty yeah. funny. It was yeah. very, very funny. Which is probably because he grew up exactly. like, like you exactly. and I did, watching that exactly. silly thing. But for the most part, I think you should let canceled TV shows just let them be uh, and well-made movies. Yeah, I agree with you. You can't go home. They say you can, but you can never go home. You can't go back. You can't capture. That's literally true in my case. You can't. 
My parents told me, no, you, <laughs> you can't just come can't back. capture no. that magic. And in, in, the, the times were different. Situations were different. Thought process, yeah. experiences, all those things are so different. And it's it's a lovely thing to think you can go back and capture it, but you just can't. You just can't do it. Can't do can't. it. And you can't go home again. No, you can't go home again. And, and now we view them as campy and nostalgic yep. and they're fun to watch but you you're under no illusion that this was great television we, i think <laughs> I, we're well, in, that's all we had we didn't have any choice we had three channels growing yeah, up i remember yeah. channel four channel five and channel seven that was it yeah so it was nbc cbs and abc that was it except for i think we did have pbs back well then. It, but even that, that came along I don't even later. Know yeah yeah so and, that's and what it. kids you gonna watch three... pbs until they finally invented <laughs> right. sesame street Exactly. You want to watch exactly. a bunch of boring guys sitting around <laughs> talking politics? No way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, mm-hmm. did I ever tell you this story that I, uh, and I can't even remember how it all happened. I had I'd sent an audition tape, and uh, they were going to do a TV show in Hollywood, and the premise of it was that it was uh, it was a TV station in Omaha, and I was a one-time network news anchor that now had fallen on hard times and I wound up at this uh, at this station in Omaha and I'm just a total jerk I, I used to be a big deal now I I still think I'm a big deal and I lorded <laughs> over the people at the TV station and uh, and of course every all the co-anchors the reporters the camera people they all hate me they and yeah. they think I'm a joke which I am yeah. So that was the okay. premise of this show. And okay. and uh, and then they green-lighted the show. I mean, they green-lighted me to be mm-hmm. the the star of this TV show. And it was going to yeah. be on five days a week. Do you remember uh, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman? Do you remember that Yes, show? yes. Such a weird, quirky show at the time. They call it a strip show, and that means it's on five days a week. And at mm-hmm. King TV, they ran Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman right before mm-hmm. the five o'clock news. So it was a half hour at 4.30, mm-hmm. right before the five o'clock news. So that was the idea of this show, is that mm-hmm. it would be, I mean, game shows you can run as a strip show, but an actual right. scripted show five days a week is very daunting. Very daunting thing yeah. to do. So I was, yeah. even, even as a dumb guy, I, I was dubious about how good this show could be <clears> five <throat> days a week. But so I go down, so the, uh, the production company people call me up and they say, come on, come on down. We'd like to meet, meet you in person. And we're going to, we're going to go over to CBS. CBS was going to produce the show and we're going to meet, you're going to meet the, uh, the, the, the head of programming at P- CBS and pretty, pretty daunting stuff. But I said, okay. So they, they, you know, they fly me down to Hollywood. I remember I arrived at nighttime. And a woman picks me up as one of the two producers. It's a man and wife producing team, and they mm-hmm. and and I get and I remember this so well. I I looked like a wreck. I hadn't shaved. My hair was all messed up. I was wearing a bomber jacket. I remember, 
And I got off the plane and I meet this woman and we get into her car and we're driving. And she said, I'm going to take you to a, a, a party at the, uh, at the Roxy, which is this, mm. this is a big famous nightclub yeah. in L.A. Yeah. And uh, we, we wound up going there and I, I can see all these celebrities. A lot of them I recognize. Wow. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, amazing for a, a dumb kid from Central Oregon. This, this is like blowing my mind. But as I said, I look like a train wreck to me. But she keeps looking over at me as she's driving. She's going, you know what? You look really great. You look great. I said, oh, thank you. Thank you. No, no, I'm serious. You look fantastic. She keeps saying this. So anyway, then I wind up and I'm staying at the uh, at a really the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I, they, mm -hmm. I'm staying there. And then she said, in the morning, she's going to pick me up at 830 in the morning. And uh, then we're going to go over to visit the guy at CBS. So the next morning, I get up and I take a shower and I comb my hair really well. And I shave and I get all ship shape and I'm wearing a, like a suit coat. And, and, and so I come out to meet her at her car that pulls up to the hotel entrance. And she, and she just, she doesn't recognize me. She says, oh, 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 there you are. Oh, okay, hop in. And she keeps looking over at me just the same way she did the night before. Mm -hmm. But she's going, God, you, you look really different today. <laughs> um, and you clearly, she's disappointed. Now no. I look like the <laughs> now I look like the nerd that I am. And she, and instead of that rough and tough, yeah, rough and tough sort of yeah, cool looking dude. Yeah, and yeah. she's just she's not happy. She said, <laughs> you said like you screwed everything up, and, and but she doesn't say that, but I can tell that. And the Bring way the other guy back. Where's the other yeah, guy? Yeah, we go to beat the CBS guy. He's underwhelmed. And the whole thing is just a big, big failure on my part. Oh, man. They put me back on the plane. I fly back and, and all of that. So, <laughs> well, that'll teach you yeah. to get gussied up. Yeah. You got to look, you yeah. got to look like yeah. kind of rough hewn, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. to see some possibilities. So, uh, there's that. I have story. one more, th I have one more thing I need to ask. Yeah, and I think you I actually about. have a joke this week, although it won't be great, but at least I have one. Oh, uh, can I tell you one other thing? I go yeah. over to visit some relatives a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and the really nice people. And I go into this house, and it, I'm with my brother, and we sit there. They're they're relatives we've grown up with. We haven't seen them in a long time, but uh, we're sitting there, we're talking, telling stories about family and stuff like that. And um, usually, when you have guests over. You you'll say oh here's some here's some potato chips and you know or some you know, <laughs> wine and yeah. cheese and some meats summer and, sausage yeah stuff like that you know you're Tea. great about that when I come visit you you do that too yeah most people yeah. do yeah so we we, we go in there, and I'm snacks. not complaining but I just thought this was funny so we go in there and we sit down in their living room and we're just talking and nothing's offered. Um, <gasps> No water, no coffee, no, no tea. No, no. But they say, "Can I get you anything?" And then I'm always the guy that says, "No, I, I'm fine." Yeah, I me I too. I always that. say that too. I'm like, I'm fine. But finally, a guy walks out. Uh, one of the sons walks out, and he goes, "You guys want some jerky?" <laughs> he's got, he's got a plate of beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. What an odd. That's great. 
What an what an odd little yeah. Offer. It's a, we're there for an hour and a half, and and they offered jerky. That's <laughs> that, that's all there is to that story. I just thought it was fun. Oh, okay. Of all the all things, right. you want jerky? Yeah. Did you ha- did you have any? You, oh, heck yeah. We had, we had yeah. us some jerky. Yeah. Yeah. Meat. Well, hi, welcome to Meat Shake, where you can taste the secret. And when I tell you what it is, you won't believe it. There's something special in our food you'll taste when you start eating it. Everything we serve has meat in it. But don't you serve french fries in a vegetable plate? It all has meat. What? Well, what about the green salad and the cookies you bake? Everything has meat. Oh. It's nice and tender. Meat, which, by the way, I don't know if you heard in the news recently that apparently now meat's we is like, okay, everybody, we told you you can't have meat. We've been telling you that for five years. Now it's okay. We changed our mind. Just don't eat a lot of it. <laughs> you want a meaty meal, but your teeth ache. Hey, for Pete's sake, get a meat shake. Yeah. Don't eat a lot of it, oh, but brother. Uh, you, yeah, I think I, so, they said you can have a piece of meat that's a little bigger than a deck of cards. <laughs> Once a month. Yeah. And, 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 don't, okay. and don't have meat as the main course. Have the main course be veg- vegetable something, and then you also get meat on the side. I hate vegetables. Yeah. God, I hate them. I so try. Much. If vegetables taste, if vegetables tasted like meat, I would eat them more. <laughs> well, ha- but they just don't. You- except for that new hamburger. Yes, that's I was going to ask you. Have you tried yeah, it? Yeah, I haven't. Have you? No, no. I mean, does it taste like meat? I, I'm you, funny. You'd say that. People I'm going to go out people- and try it. This okay, this, plant, you tell this me plant-based I- meat thing uh, is one thing. There's but, something but this to is, it. This thing is they they've taken whatever chemical aspects there are of meat and put that into this thing so it's not meat but it's got the meat qualities if that makes any well, sense I, know, I mean it's a chemi- it's a it's a thing they're doing in the laboratories it's not yeah, it's see, not like a soy thing or a yeah, veggie burger tofurky. yeah it's not that it's actual that's why it tastes identical to meat it cooks like meat apparently and you can't tell it from the real thing why wouldn't if- you eat that what and if, then we don't have to I'm kill just... cows. Looking for a bright new mealtime idea? Sure, I guess. <laughs> then try this. What is it? It's called Miracle Meat. <laughs> this is meat? No, it's Miracle Meat. <laughs> oh. What is Miracle Meat? It's a special enriched meat substitute that tastes surprisingly similar to meat. Uh, it, it doesn't really look like meat. Okay, but taste it. W- what? Taste miracle meat. Come on, try it. Does that taste remind you of anything? Yeah. It- Kind of tastes like meat. But it's not. It's miracle meat. Tastes so much like real meat, you'll think it is real meat. Well, if it's not meat, 
What is it? Miracle Meat has lots of natural things in it. Organic things that are then enriched with secret ingredients and certain special hidden flavoring. You know, this stuff doesn't really smell like meat either. Of course not! It's not meat! It's Miracle Meat! Right. Would you like to know more about Miracle Meat? Uh... No. Look for Miracle Meat in the pudding section of your favorite store from the makers of Wonder Cheese. What if, though, it actually is meat and they're just saying it's not meat <laughs> for okay. whatever nefarious reason Come they would on, have Lisa. to do Come on, Lisa. We're not that. living I know. in a... I'm We're not living in a time of where people think there are conspiracies and hoaxes going on. I Come know. On, we're, what am I... we're living in modern times. Nobody believes that sort of thing anymore. I know. What am I thinking? Wake up. Okay. I'm going to save this thing of, that I want to talk to you about. We'll okay. talk about it in the next podcast okay. because I want to get to your joke because right. you know, now that you've talked it up, it sounds like it's going to be a real good No, it's not that good, but it is what it is, and I hate that okay. expression, by the way, too. And you know the other expression I hate is, we need to do a whole podcast on this, at the end of the day. If one more person says at the end of the day, I'm just going to slap them silly. Yeah. Well, I've been- You know how they say, I've been, well, you know, and then this and then that, and then, then I experienced this and all of that. But you know what? At the end of the day- I know. I've been harping on that one for years. God. To no avail, by the way. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Ready? So I'm, I you know. But go ahead. Please, please laugh hard at the end of this. I did don't not search. I did not search as well as I should have for a good joke. Don't tell me what to do. You're starting to sound like somebody that filled in for you once. That used to tell me how I was going to react on the radio. They did. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, wait a minute. I, they would say, you, stop. They stop would the say, presses here now. What? They would say this is great. Actually, it wasn't somebody that filled in for you. It was somebody I filled in for on another station, and I'm not going to say the name. Okay. But who was it? We would go. <laughs> we would go on a break and he would go, okay, so I have this story here and this is what I'm going to say about it. And when it, when I say this, then this is what you're going to say after I say that. And then that's what we'll do for the break. And uh, my producer friend- That must friend, have gone over a, well with you. <laughs> you know me so well. So uh, a, a friend of mine who produced the show, I could see her behind the glass in the producer booth just laughing her ass off thinking you're telling lisa foster what she's gonna say after you say something because yeah and he'd get so mad because i would purposely not say what he told me to say <laughs> because what i would. had to say what i had to say i thought was much more clever and funny and oh i would just rankle him because he had the whole thing mapped out <sighs> and it was anyway, mapped so out to make him look clever exactly right? exactly yeah. yeah you got you're it. my straight woman yeah yeah that chance <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm ready for your joke now, Pat. Here it is. The boss of a big multinational company urgently needed to speak to one of his management team at the weekend. So he phoned him at home. And a little boy's voice answered the phone. Hello. The boss says, hello, uh, is your daddy home? Yeah. May I talk with him? No. The boss was not used to hearing the word no. Uh, okay, was well, your mommy there? Yeah. 
May I talk with her? No. Now, knowing that it was unlikely that a small boy would have been left home alone, he tried again. Well, uh, is anybody else there, son? Yeah, a policeman. The boss was startled to hear that the police were there. He said, well, uh, may I speak with the policeman? No, he's busy. Uh, busy doing what? He's talking to Daddy and Mommy and the fireman. But just then, the boss hears the sound of a helicopter down the phone. He says, well, well, what is that noise, son? That's a helicopter. Yeah, uh, yeah, sounds like one. Exactly what's going on there? Well, the search team just landed the helicopter. Well, what are they doing there? They're looking for me. No, see, when I say they're looking for me, I know, you're supposed I to know. laugh. We, we talked about this during the break, remember? <laughs> we were born before the wind Also younger than the sun And the bonnie boat was one As we sail into the mystic Listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.